Welcome to the TurfNet Renovation Report, brought to you by Golf Preservations, the Andersons, and Capillary Bunkers. I'm Anthony Piapi, your host. Joining me is Anthony Minetti, golf course superintendent at Innis in the Hudson Valley uh, of Accord, New York. Uh, welcome to the show, Anthony. Thank you uh, very much, Anthony, for having me. It's a pleasure. So a while ago, I had one of the co-architects on to talk about this golf course. This is a King Collins design. I had Tad King on. This is when the golf course was still just kind of in its infancy. But the cool thing about this is this is converting an 18-hole golf course into a nine-hole golf course. And you, uh, this is your, you came from Shinnecock in the Creek, but this is your first growing, correct? Actually, this is my, well, first growing as a superintendent. I was with Adam Wilkins at the Creek when we did a growing uh, in 2017 uh, under Gil Hans. So tell me about your mindset when you get to this project that essentially you're you're blowing up an 18-hole golf course and starting all over again. It, 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 an interesting perspective? Yeah, so when I got here, um, a lot of the rough construction was already done. Uh, irrigation was in the ground. Bunkers were roughed out. Greens mix was in. Um, you know, going forward from when I got here was bunker, final bunker construction and sand placement. Uh, the whole course pretty much needed to be grassed, fairways, native and greens. Um, and it was, uh, it's interesting watching the place grow, you know, over the past two years from, uh, you don't really remember what it was um, well, you know, when I first got on site. Uh, but the biggest thing for me is, is, you know, it's a, it's my baby now, you know, um, coming from an eight, well, I guess they converted it from 18 holes to nine holes. They did use some of the same hole corridors as uh, the former Rondell Golf Club um, because they had to because there's a lot of wetlands and waterways uh, that kind of dictate right. the routing. Um, right. But, yeah, it's, you know, watching it grow from dirt to a golf course was a eye-opening uh, transformation. And, you know, there are things that I do differently even for a third time. Really? So, and what would the, tell me tell me something that you would do different? You know, architecture wise, this course was a lot was a big challenge to get grown in with uh, how undulating the greens are, and there were some things that I uh, wasn't privy on deciding upon arrival. A lot of that was already done. Um, so if I was to do it again, you know, there'd definitely be you know a superintendent on site earlier. Um, from from a grass perspective. Uh, you know, there's some varieties that were used out here that I prefer, you know, having probably pure bent grass out here. Um, one thing I've noticed over the past couple of years is that bent grass in the fairways uh, and tees is loving it, uh, which I'm shocked because we're 100% clay and rock. You know, just little things like that. Um, you know, there's definitely some agronomic things, fertilizer uh, processes that I did out here that, you know, were complete opposite than what we did at the creek, uh, you know, and they both have their plus and minuses. So um, having it done, do one way and kind of following a more, you know, textbook approach because I'm a, you know, a, a book nerd is kind of how I did it here. Um, you know, I was putting a half a pound down of nitrogen every week, um, you know, on these greens granular and, you know, could I have gotten away with less then? Maybe. Right. You know. But, you know, there's always tweaks to be made going, you know, going forward if you were ever to, do it, ever to do it again. And you can always look back, can't you, and second guess everything that you did? Of course, yes. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, you got, so you got, there in, you got there in 2019, 
and the irrigation systems in the ground. I mean, you don't even have a choice on where heads are going or anything or what the system is, anything like that, correct? Yeah, there was all of that. So King Collins is a design build. They came in and they kind of presented the plan to the ownership. Um, and I came in and I was handed over what was in the ground, what was discussed, grass varieties, greens mix, um, all of that. Um, and I've learned to work with it. Um, and it's, you know, there's going to be some, it's going to be a fun couple of years getting this place uh really really good right and now what did you go what is the irrigation system irrigation is a toro two wire okay uh with infinity okay. heads we're single row oh no kidding okay we have 30 acres of fairways so we're single row down the fairways ins and outs on the greens um you know but with the greens how contoured they are on the edges and wavy we have some uh some issues that we need to get corrected in regards to coverage but all in all, I mean, we haven't had rain. We went through a drought last year in the middle of June for about five weeks. Um, right. But it was kind of hard to tell where our dry spots were because we were growing in. So I was just slinking water, you know, everywhere I could. Um, but now that we're more established, right? I have been, you know, really trying to dial things in. And now that the grass is established, you're really starting to see where our inefficiencies are in uh, in some of the system in some of the areas of the system so um you know but they we like it that way i mean we're firm and fast the, the fairway edges are browned out um i haven't done a full fairway mow in probably two weeks we've just been mowing the centers uh, we haven't gotten any rain so we actually got rain last night for the first time in a while um just helped out yeah, and for, I mean, I'm in Connecticut and you're in upstate New York and upstate eastern New York, and it's been one of these hit and miss things where, you know, Hartford's 20 miles north of me and they, it's been a deluge all summer for them and we haven't had half the rain that they have and it turns out you guys are dry, but other, you know, other places around you have been getting nailed, haven't they? Yeah, it's nuts. You know, the weather, especially where we are, is really unpredictable. We're kind of settled in the valley. Uh, in between the Shawangunk and the Catskill Mountains, I believe. Uh, I don't. There's a mountain range to the north of me. I'm not positive on the name. Um, but you know, I'll be watching the radar, and it'll split and go right around us. Um, I live seven miles away, and I've gotten poured on at my house, and nothing here. Right. And and tell me tell me about the the grass varieties that you went with, or that they went with before you got there. So the greens were A1A4. Uh, I cut an alpha with it. Fairways and tees are Loma bluegrass, creeping uh, ryegrass. Um, but pretty much right now, I mean, they're they look like they've been there for a while. There's a lot of pollen on them because we've had a lot of flooding. There's a lot of bent grass in them as well that's just creeped in. So they're kind of all over the place right now. Um, but that was what was grassed and hydroseeded out there. Um, all of our native areas were fescue. The unique thing about this place is we are only one height of cut outside of greens. Everything tees and fairways are mowed at a half inch. Fantastic. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's a tight surface at a half inch. I, I'm pretty impressed. I don't know if I could go much lower. I mean, if I was to get a lot more bent grass in, that's another story. Um, but a lot of the struggles we were dealing with is just trying to get all the surfaces covered up and a thatch layer built on top of the rocks, and you know, going lower is might start damaging mowers yeah i walked the site you know like you said early on when there was not you know not a blade of grass on it and there's it's not an optimum site to be building a golf course there's a lot of rock out there and then you have those wetlands that are yeah 
I mean, I got, I, I still have guys go out and pick rocks and this dry spell we just had for three weeks just brought out a bunch more stuff, you know, whether it's tree stumps or rocks or old yardage markers, I mean, I'm finding everything. <laughs> I thought one of the strangest things when I was out there was standing there looking at what was a golf hole and being told that's not going to be a golf hole. Like you're looking down a corridor, you know where the tee is, you know where the green is, and they're like, yeah, that's not going to be a golf hole. Or we're going through it, and, you know, we're going to go through it in the other direction. Some of the original golf holes still exist. Like you could still, there's, so uh, the second hole is still intact pretty much. The third hole is still intact. Then you have some elements of like, I think it's 17, 10, and uh, 18 are kind of still intact, kind of on the entrance of the property. Yeah, kind of little pieces of them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They want to keep all the meta, keep it all grown up and just leave it. Like, there's no plans to do anything with them. We'll mow them once or twice a year, uh, and that's about it. Uh, and I want to talk to you about this because I, I remember talking to Tad about this when it, when it was all going on. We were talking about rain before, but you had some you had some really big storms come through while you were trying to grow this place in, didn't you? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, last year that was our biggest issue. Um, it all started first week in November, right after I got here. We got three and a half inches, and that really, I came in that day, and I've never seen the front of a green washed out. Like, I just, we lost a whole middle section of our first green. Two and a half feet deep, 20, 30 feet long, just runs of material gone. So, I mean, that kind of showed us, you know, what we were going to be dealing with. We had to fix some drainage issues uh, because we hadn't gotten a lot of rain before then. But we also take on a lot of rain from other, from off property. So that fall, I put in a lot of drainage with, it was pretty much me, myself, well, me, myself, myself, the golf pro, uh, who was one of the former owners of Rondau. Um, and we had maybe one guy and we finally picked up a couple more guys in the spring of 2020 when we actually started moving but we did a lot of drainage in the fall a lot of drainage in the spring but every month last summer i mean june july august we would get hit with an inch or two at a clip rebuild everything get hit again get grass to germinate get hit again and go so I got to the point where I was like, there's absolutely no way we're going to open. And they wanted, originally wanted to open last fall. Um, and that was completely out of the cards. Um, so I got to the point where I said, we're just going to have to sod stuff. Right. And I did not want to do it. Um, it, it bit us in the foot, uh, this spring. Um, but we're trying to, we're still trying to mitigate some of those issues. Um, but I, it was my only option to keep these greens, uh, held in was to sod them and try to, and even at that point, we were tarping, sandbagging, and I was still washing dirt out from underside that has six inch roots on it. Really? Yeah. It, it, I've never, you know, I, they say pictures speak a thousand words, but if I showed anybody some of the pictures I have, you'd get sick to your stomach. Yeah, and, and on top of it, I mean, well, the, the undulating greens, I mean, for people, King Collins, I should have said this earlier, King Collins are the guys who did Sweetens Cove, and if you want to get an idea of what your greens like, go look at some photos of Sweetens Cove, and that's what you're, deal, you're dealing with out there. Yeah, um, if not more so. I mean, they're just, there's greens have, you know, maybe four to five pin placements on them. Right. They're big. I mean, I have three and a half acres of greens for nine holes. Right. Um, but, yeah, some of the more severe greens undulation wise really took a solid hit last year and we're just way behind uh way behind even coming into this season um 
but we kind of we finally got them good enough to you know where i felt okay that we were able to open in june so um but they've still come a long way since then and they have a little bit more ways to go but at least you know i, I could finally say we're almost at 100 percent coverage on greens it's been a it's, you know even this year we've been stripping the practice green and sodding uh, sodding you know one of the nine greens in some spots just to even get all that old sod off that we put down uh just to hold the greens in you know interesting so interesting. It, yeah it's it, it was interesting definitely uh well you know you got to hold your head high because it was it was very demoralized <laughs> well and, it, and it's completely out of your control right i mean that's the other thing. Yeah, you, you can't you can't do anything other than you know we would tarp and we would just do anything we can and right we mitigated it to some extent but you know you just got to deal with it put your head down and go and fix it. All right, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Introducing Genesis RX, a line of comprehensive fertility and soil amendment solutions specifically designed for aerification, construction renovation, sodding, sprigging, and seeding. These blends represent the most comprehensive fertilizers the Andersons have ever produced, offering single product solutions designed to simplify fertility and save time in application. To learn more, visit andersonsplantnutrient.com slash turf. From fairway and greens drainage to full-scale renovation work, Golf Preservations can handle your project with ease and give you the peace of mind of knowing the professionals are caring for your valuable golf course assets. Since 2005, Golf Preservations has meticulously installed over 500 miles of drainage pipe on more than 300 golf courses nationwide, always keeping disruption of play to a minimum. Visit GolfPreservations.com or call 606-499-2732 to speak with us about your next drainage or renovation project. The capillary bunker system keeps bunker moisture at optimal levels to eliminate washouts, soil contamination, plugged ball lies, and other bunker maintenance and playability problems. The patented capillary bunker system not only rapidly drains rain from storms, but also moves moisture back up to the bunker sand through capillary action as needed during drier weather. Capillary bunkers last longer, average a three-year payback, and provide better, more consistent player experiences, all with a 10-year performance guarantee. For more information, visit capillarybunkers.com. Okay, we're back on the TurfNet Renovation Report. My guest is uh, Superintendent Anthony Minetti from the Innis uh, Golf Course or Innis Resort in uh, Accord, New York. Spelled like Honda Accord, but pronounced Accord, right? Is that right? Do I have the, do I have the pronunciation right? Yeah. I mean, well, some people up here call it Accord. Accord, Accord. It's kind of interchanged, but yes. Tell me about um, COVID and how, if that had any effect on on what went on in the golf course from your end? So, um, COVID, you know, I wouldn't say up until now, it hasn't really affected anything. I think now it's really starting to affect some of our industry-wide supply chains. Um, I think we're just on the backside of the lag. Uh, but, you know, from a COVID perspective, the site was still under construction at that point. Um, they were 
the construction side of uh, the buildings and everything was shut down. But since golf was deemed essential in New York, I was still able to work. Um, but it, I was by myself. So I worked by myself for probably three to four weeks until, um, and it was mainly in the spring, you know, before Tad and Rob and their guys kind of really came back. Um, they didn't really start back up until, I forget now, it was either April or May 1st. Um, okay. Because after they left in November, um, and then obviously COVID took over for a while, but I think they came back on in like April, May. Uh, but I, it was early spring. There wasn't a lot to do, but I was by myself for, you know, for about a month, just keeping busy. But other than that, uh, it hasn't really affected us over here. Um, yeah, that's good. I mean, well, like you said, but the supply chain, that's interesting. The time delay on the supply chain, there's going to be problems down the problems now because of stuff that happened a year ago. Correct. And, you know, I also think, you know, that's one aspect. Another aspect is it's been really tough trying to build a crew uh, during this, uh, you know, trying to find people that actually, you know, want to work. Um, has been extremely difficult, not just for me. I know it's for everybody, um, even other industries. So, you know, I think that's that's something that also uh, has been affected major majorly. And what and what about the pool that you're getting your workers from? Because you're in a very rural area. Uh, you know, I haven't had many people come through that uh, I thought were qualified, but you know they've they've made it. You know, it's tough to it's tough to it's a tough area to pull from. You know, especially when you're competing with you know, McDonald's and Chick-fil-A and everybody else, um, just, you know, for a standard job. I mean, it's, it's been tough, you know, it, it takes a lot more training and, you know, growing the grass is the easy part. I'm finally figuring that out. I mean, I, you can do that in your sleep. It's human resources and training and trying to get guys dialed in that, that takes the most time. Um, but it's hard to do when you're sitting on a mower and, you know, doing 18 other things as well as train, trying to train stuff. <laughs> right. How big is your staff? Right now I have six guys, seven guys. Um, some are part-time, some are full-time, uh, plus myself. And then we do, I mean, we do manage, we manage the nine-hole golf course, but we also manage, I mean, I'm responsible for 225 acres here. So we have, you know, lawns all over the property that are currently being sodded, pool areas, uh, meadow trails, you know, plowing, all that stuff, cross-country skiing in the, in the, yeah. the wintertime. Um, so it's a lot. Um, definitely need more, you know, can always use more help. Right. And, I, you know, I was going to ask you about that because you've gone from two very exclusive private golf courses to this kind of boutique resort, bucolic resort. You know, you have pools and you, you, know, you alluded to the walking trails. You're going to have a spa. You're going to have a wedding venue. What, what's the mindset on that to be, you know, doing things like taking care of lawns around the pool? I've, uh, you know, I have some experience to that before at the Creek. We had a lot of, a lot of, uh, we had some cottages and tennis and the cabanas. So, I mean, I have some, ex you know, experience doing that. Um, but, you know, the golf course is, uh, you know, it's an amenity to everything else here, just as the pools are and uh, everything else. Um, it's not like, you know, this is going to become the next Chambers Bay or Bandon uh, with as like a golf destination. Uh, but, 
you know, that's the way the owners view the golf course, but I'm also very lucky in the fact that, um, they also pretty much let me do whatever I want. Um, because, you know, they haven't really seen, they're not really ever here, but they've also haven't seen any real setbacks from anything that I presented them. So it's kind of, uh, you know, I have it, they have a vision of what they want this golf course to be and I'm working on getting it there. And then, uh, you know, the vibe of the rest of the property is pretty laid back. Um, you know, from a, from a landscape and, uh, a landscaping perspective, it's, you know, pretty quiet and subtle. Uh, all the roads are gravel. There's pretty much no pavement anywhere. Um, and it's pretty much do what you want. There's bikes for people to ride around. They can walk the golf course whenever they want. Uh, just kind of, you're free to do whatever you want up here. It's interesting. It really reminds me, it's a throwback to kind of the, um, what a friend described as the, the, the village golf course, village golf courses on the coast of Maine where people would come up from Boston and New York and, and there was only ever nine hole golf courses and they were Donald Ross and, yeah. you know, Wayne Stiles courses. And he was like, well, there was so much else to do. You know, you, you rode horses, you played yeah. tennis, you fished, you sailed. They definitely wanted golf, but nobody needed 18 holes because there was just a whole bunch of other stuff to do. And I kind of get that feeling about your place. I mean, it's really interesting. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, ever since, you know, the resort lodging-wise has been open for a month. Um, and we've had, we've had guests come out and play. Uh, we've had, you know, people come walk off the street and play. We have members, you know, we have the general public. So we have a whole slew of, of, you know, golfers, you know, ranging from never golfed before to really good to we've had president of, you know, presidents of private clubs out here to folks from the USGA. And I mean, it's just, you get the whole gamut, you know, and it's, uh, it's very interesting. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that's really good. Like you don't have this, it's not the same people every day or the same strata of society every day. No. And you know, everybody that walks off the ninth green, you know, it's something they've absolutely never seen before. Or you get, you know, the cultish people that have already been to Sweetens yeah. and yeah. come here and they're like, <laughs> man, this is just so awesome. I four putted, but that was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and especially compared to the golf course that was there before, right? Which is just this mundane kind of, I guess, 1960s, 1970s, maybe self-designed golf course. Pretty much. And suddenly you have this King Collins creation out there that's just, you know. It's wild. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, I had, when we first opened, there was somebody, we have a couple double greens out here. And our third green is connected to our sixth, and it was it kind of sits above. And some guys were just, you know, having a good time, and they were up on three, putting, you know, 40 yards down to the sixth green, and somebody <laughs> actually made like a 25-second putt from the third green all the way down to the sixth green. It took like 20 seconds. How good is that? It's, it was nuts. It's fun. Yeah. yeah, and that's the idea. I mean, it's a uh, it's, yeah, it's exactly that's right. I'm walking it, you know, and listening. You know how ta enthusiastic Tad yeah, is very. talking about what's going to go on and the double greens and all of this and that. And can you imagine it? And and I keep going. I sort of can imagine. I mean, I've been to Sweetens, but man, you get some stuff going on out here. You know, I really can't wait to putt some of those greens just to you know walk around with a putter and just on that golf course. It just looks like so much. Yeah, fun. you got you got to come out and see it. You know, a lot of what we tell people is they're like, oh, like what set of tee should I play and. Honestly, it's not the longer, the farther back you play, the only change is the fairway's narrow. Um, 
because once you get, I mean, they're pretty, we have pretty wide fairways. Um, and then it's all about what you do when you get up to the green. I mean, you could play the same set of tees twice, and unless you're dead accurate and hit the same shot every time, you're going to play a different golf course the second time around. Your ball's going to bounce somewhere else. Right, right. Just like Sweden's. And the other thing, too, is, you know, from Sweden's is the, the whole location from one day to the next completely changes how you play the, play the hole. A left flag and a right flag on a lot of what's out at your place dictates a different tee shot than the day before, you know, than the opposite of it. Correct. You know, we have single flags uh, right now. I think we, we might introduce the double flag uh, potentially maybe once a month uh, just for like, you know, a day. Um, because, it, you know, a lot of we're pretty compact. So, you know, four flags on one double green is going to look a little confusing to people. They're already confused. Right. How to get around. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That makes sense, but no, that's good. And I'm and so this, but the summer's been okay for you. You got that rain last night. Yeah, the summer, the summer has been good. Yep, you know, we're everything's good. Keeping our head above water. I don't have a mechanic right now, so it's it's been a grind. Um, but other than that, I can't complain as to where we are. Um, got my eye on the fall and aeration and some stuff I want to try to get accomplished. And right. we need to start planning on building the driving range. So that's coming down the pipe at some point. Good, good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day uh, to, to chat with me about this, uh, what's a really interesting project. No, Anthony, thank you. I appreciate you having me on, and it's, uh, it's been great talking to you, and I hope anybody that listens can come check it out. It's pretty unique. Yeah, it's worth the ride, definitely worth the ride. Uh, that concludes today's episode with my guest, Anthony Minetti of uh, Ennis, and you have been listening to the Renovation Report on TurfNet Radio.